Hey, everybody, this is Atkins. And this is Adam. And we're coming to you for the first time in 2024 with an episode of Kyo Cinema. Yes, uh, this time we are covering Dragon Ball Evolution. And uh, it has been a while. I think at our last episode, we mentioned it would be two weeks, but we've kind of been uh, kicking this can down the road. Um, you know, I think we had the holidays and everything. So that all took place. And I, it was wild for me. And then I think you got sick. So it's kind of been one thing after another, but maybe subconsciously we were uh, we were just delaying this. delaying the inevitable. We've been yeah. we've been talking about this hurdle in this since particular project since like our like the little promo introductory <laughs> like welcome to <laughs> Kyo Cinema <laughs> little uh, episode that we did. So we have awesome. we have finally arrived to 2009's Dragon Ball Evolution, uh, which is a live action. Uh, movie adaptation is it i think it's the first official one because the other two are kind of that we've covered where i don't think that they were licensed or official um yeah i think you're probably right um i feel like this is at least the first one that akira toriyama signed off on but then later retracted that <laughs> like <laughs> this movie was so bad apparently it caused him to create super so yeah you know yeah. It, we got something good out of it that's that's nice uh, it came out the day I turned 22, April 10th, 2009. Oh, cool. It was a day that lives well, in infamy. everybody knows uh, Atkins' birthday. Yes, April 10th. So you can send me gifts the week of, and I will understand why uh, packages are arriving at my home with goodies for me. Uh, <laughs> if, you, if you need my address, then you'll have to convince me that, uh, uh, you'll have to convince me to give it to you in, in, uh, in the Discord channel. By the way, we have one of those things. Um, you can go to it by uh, navigating to our Twitter account, which is at AlmightyPod, clicking on the pinned tweet, uh, and there you can join the Discord. There's always... The, the chatter's been a little quiet, but uh, I think part of it is because of the holidays and busyness. And then, as Adam totally. mentioned, I took ill and um, was just unplugged for a while, and I'm slowly working my way back into uh, being fairly regular presence and voice and stirring up some discussions in that space, so that'll be fun. You know, I gotta say... Um you and I both rented or bought this movie to watch it. Do you think the actors are going to get like a two cent paycheck and be like, wow, someone watched that movie? Like, I, I would love to think that they're going to receive some sort of royalty from it. I don't think they will at this point, but it would be kind of neat. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the, really the saddest part of it all is that my Amazon purchase history is forever marred by <laughs> me having to purchase Dragon Ball Evolution. Uh, so that's a bummer. I, uh, I, I didn't pay full price for it, though. I had... I guess $10 in credit for some reason. So I only paid like a dollar 99 for it, but still. And just think still. if we, if we had like a Patreon or a Ko-Fi or something, then the company could have absorbed the cost, but we have <laughs> nothing like that. So <laughs> we're coming at you free. <laughs> yes. Out of, at great cost to ourselves, both yeah. financially and psychologically, we have, yes. uh, we have sat down to Dragon Ball Evolution and now we're going to talk about it for some length of time. Probably, <laughs> I wouldn't suspect that we're going to talk about it as long as we have most of the other Dragon Ball movies. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the hope. Nobody wants to listen to us talk about. I, well, I shouldn't say. I that. was. I think I was there are plenty hopeful. of people that will want to hear it just because they enjoy us in pain. So yes, yes, and you know, I gotta admit, like I was super hopeful. 
Uh, it's been because I saw this movie the year it came out. I didn't see it in theaters. I think me and some buddies like rented it and watched it. Um, but I was really hoping that it would have just been, you know, I don't know, maybe better on a rewatch. Like, okay, it's been given, you know, almost twenty years, which feels weird to say. Um, but like, let's try it. Maybe it'll be great. It wasn't. Um, so that's okay. You know, there <laughs> was one silver lining to this movie for me. Okay, that, I yeah. mean two. Counting the end credits rolling. Um, the other silver lining was... <laughs> it being over. <laughs> yeah. The other the other silver lining was Jamie Chung, because, my lord, that woman is gorgeous, and she's in this movie as Chi-Chi. Yeah, uh, but she went on to do nothing else. Apparently, uh, this movie ruined a lot of people's careers, right? I mean, yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> like, there were several people that got cast in this movie and was never in anything ever again. Um, I was I, I will say I really liked the guy that played Yamcha. I thought he nailed Yamcha's cadence. He kind of got his personality down. Like I thought he was a blast. Apparently uh, and he's w- like a big Korean movie actor or some yeah. such. June Park, I think is mm-hmm. his name. Mm-hmm. Um so he's like big in his like home country and then came and and did this and like it's a terrible <laughs> movie wrapped around <laughs> this guy who is apparently a big deal from where he's from. Well, and I'm not as familiar with the actor that plays Piccolo. I think it's, is his name James Masters. Masters yes, so something like that. James Marsters. Marsters, yeah. Um, and he's he's got a pretty he's got a pretty good filmography. Like um, he started off, I maybe not started off, but some of his earlier work, he played Spike in Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel. Um, he's been in some nerdy properties for sure. Um, like he's he's a regular presence at things like Dragon Con, gotcha. and he did this movie um, in part because he was a big fan of Dragon Ball. Uh, so he wanted to be a, to do something that was a part of the franchise. He even like subversively uh, changed the way that Piccolo looks in this movie because mm-hmm. apparently they wanted Piccolo to be like more pretty in like Uncanny Valley ish. Um, and he like went to the makeup artists on a day where like, I guess the director wasn't there. It was just like, nah, dog, we're doing this different. Yeah. Like Piccolo is too important to mess up. Yeah. And so, I mean, he's, he's got some nerd cred for sure. I'm not going to strip him of that, but this was not his best showing. No. Well, and uh, the guy that plays Roshi, um, I would butcher his name. Chow Yun-Fat. I love that actor. Like I've seen most of his movies. Um, I mean, cause I love old school, like old school Kung Fu movies and stuff. And he's in a bunch of great ones. Like, uh, I mean, this is one of the more popular ones, obviously, but, uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is one. One of my favorite movies he's in is, uh, Bulletproof Monk. Uh, That's a great freaking movie. So Chow Yun Fat and James Marsters both were kind of duped into yeah being in this duped. movie. Like apparently they were, they were told that this was going to be like a hundred and twenty million dollar budget, signed on like contractually signed on to this thing, and then the it was like psych we're doing this for a quarter of that. It was made for like thirty million. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like he was the one for sure that I was the most shocked to see in this movie. Actually, Me too. I take it back. He is the one who, as far as like acting caliber um, goes, he was the one that I was most surprised by. But the the single person that I was the most surprised to see in this movie was freaking Ernie Hudson. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is Ernie Hudson doing in this movie? <laughs> he plays Sifu Norris, you know, this is like the dude from Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, what? Like, and- I was totally unprepared for Ernie Hudson in this movie. 
Sifu Norris is like a totally made up character too for this. Yeah. Like he's not in anything else. I mean, it's yeah, that was really funny. Um, <laughs> so wild, man. Um, I can't imagine getting tricked into something like that, you know, like having to be contractually bound to playing a character and just like doing the best you can with it. I mean, that's all you can do in a situation like this. Cause that I was reading that apparently 85 plus percent of this movie was filmed basically in like some blue jean factories uh, that, you know, they threw up some blue screens and green screens and you can tell too, like most of this movie is just CGI'd and it's not good CGI. Like it doesn't look like they're, they're oh, no, it's in terrible. front of anything that makes any sense. So, um, yeah. And then like That's... the few on set scenes, I would say they, they're, they're decent looking. Uh, like there's a party that Chi Chi throws that looks like it's actually filmed somewhere and the set's really nice. So like, I just, yeah, it's, it's mind boggling. Um, and some of the decisions that they decided for this movie, like just why, you know, like you've got so much, to work with why would you even decide to start changing some of this you know it's it's kind of weird that it, it even got produced the way that it did um i think he you've even mentioned before that the director said he basically took it on because it was a uh, he's looking for uh, a payday yeah. yeah that's exactly i mean those were his words he basically yeah. came out to the fan base and was like yeah i'm did sorry see, but uh, i needed money Ron <laughs> and, and he knew that dragon ball would totally put money into his pockets oh yeah uh, did you see that Dragon Ball was apparently, or not Dragon Ball, uh, Ron Perlman was originally supposed to be Piccolo, but he was filming uh, Hellboy 2, so he wasn't able to do it. So they almost yeah. they almost tricked him into it, um, which is just, I mean, th- I don't think it would have changed anything. <laughs> he still would have been pretty Probably rough. not. Did yeah. you see where that they had already like basically earmarked some folks for a freaking sequel, sequel to this movie? Yeah. Like, like Vegeta they had, a, had apparently already been cast. And, and talked about? Yeah. Uh, that blew my mind that they even like bothered to say, because there's actually like a post-credit scene or mid-credit scene. Yeah. Uh, they were thinking ahead for some reason. Like, who who thought this was going to just take off? I. <laughs> It's man, wild. Dragon Ball is a hell of a drug, but it's not that strong a drug. Like, no, it's not. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I, I only stumbled accidentally across the, uh, the, the like mid credits scene because the credits were rolling, and maybe I was like finishing up my notes or jotting Same down here. a couple things, and then all of a sudden it starts back up, and I was like, get out of here with this mess. Yeah. <laughs> and then the content of it is even more wild to me but we'll we'll talk about that in like we'll we'll cover it when we when we're supposed to at the very very end yes um, yes because the beginning is the right place to start so let's uh, let's, let's do go. this thing let's do yeah. it <laughs> so we got thing off. that people aren't paying us to do right yeah uh so we kick off and it's this like cgi of the the galaxy and and the narrator's explaining that piccolo came from the stars with this uh individual named ozaru and that they were you know just wreaking havoc on earth. And then there were seven warriors that grouped together and created something they called the Mafuba and basically imprisoned Piccolo inside of earth after they defeated Ozaro. And it's been thousands of years. And then we're given this weird line that comes up like near the end of the movie again. Uh, and it's just that the first rule is that there are no rules. And I don't know, they, they, they hold on to that at the end for some reason. Uh, but then we kind of get this like up close shot of Goku sweating. He's on a bunch of ropes. Yeah. Cinematic He's, sweat is what I have uh, in my notes. It's the most cinematic sweating I've ever seen in my entire life. They dwell on it for far too long thinking that long. it was like quality cinema for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and, and so he's, he's training with Gohan and this is kind of the first time we get to see Gohan who I actually really liked. I thought Gohan was really well done in this, uh, for yeah. the most part. Um, and, and this was where I got my hopes up because this opening fight sequence between the two of them on these ropes is actually pretty decent. Like it's, you know, just got, it's very much so like a crouching tiger hidden dragon. I mentioned earlier, it feels kind of like that where there's these two guys fighting up on these ropes. Whoever hits the ground first is going to be the loser. And, uh, you know, they're, they're going back and forth and it's a lot of fun. Uh, and then it just kind of goes downhill from there. Uh, but we do get to see the first like quote unquote key blast, I guess they call it a crane strike, the shadow Uh, crane strike. Yeah. Gohan blasts Goku in the face, knocks him off. And, um, you know, this guy, this is the first indication that the Goku in this movie is nothing at all like the Goku from the show, because the first thing Gohan says is like, you know, your problem is, is that you're way out of touch with your key. And I I just have in my notes, like, why, why go that route? We already have a well-established Goku. Why take what we have and just strip everything we know about him and give us this Goku? Yeah. And that was one of the, and I am totally blaming America for this. So America's about to take this on the chin. They aged him up uh, to like he's a he's eighteen, he's 18. years old yeah. in this movie, and then and they forced this like romance thing with Chi Chi, which like yeah. it's kind of in Dragon Ball. Like this is no. this show is so it, it is a Dragon Ball movie. Like this is not Z, and I think no. that that's an important thing to keep in mind as you're watching it. Um, but the they just forced that teenage boy must have must be head over heels in love with this girl for this for a movie to work and, and he's also being sucks. bullied and picked on at school and he's been promised that he can't fight them like just these kind of weird would you call them like teenage high school drama tropes in movies that feel totally unnecessary for this movie <laughs> yeah and like that did so having watched the GT movie a hero's legacy prior to this that part of it felt very much like Goku Jr.'s school Story. experience. Yeah. You know, he was it, the one who his grandma said, don't fight. And he was being bullied and he was showing the restraint. So, like, there were some of that smacks, I guess, in yeah. in this. But, um, yeah, just the aging other- him up like that and doing the whole, there has to be a a big payoff kiss at the end of the movie. Like all that just felt dumb. Cause like in, in Dragon Ball, Goku is completely unaware of women. Number one, like has to smack crotches to understand what one (laughs) even is. And then number two, even when he does bump into Chi Chi, he is very aloof, like unintentionally agrees to marry her because he doesn't even freaking know what marriage is. Like, and canonically, I think in Dragon Ball Z, Goku acts like he doesn't even know what kissing is. Yeah. And, and like, because Vegeta's a, like, wait, you have two kids. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, the aging up thing, it's just such a bad idea. And it doesn't, it's just not done well. It's, it, so for the rest of the movie, I was just frustrated with that as the baseline for, because it's an American movie with a teenager, we have to hit some of these beats. And I was just like, man, none of this is Dragon Ball. So I feel like it would be really, amiss of us to not address the fact too that they pretty much did nothing but a chinese cast for everyone except for goku like just <laughs> yeah. a regular white dude asian, felt asian weird. cast they may asian not cast. have all been sorry chinese. they may not have all been chinese yeah they'll correct myself asian cast but like i was happy that they did that for the majority of those actors but then they've got goku is is uh, the actor's name is justin chatwin who admittedly i don't think i know him from anything else he kind of looks like the dude that used to do the uh, youtube uh, equals three channel if you anyone remembers that 
Um, but why? I, that was another weird one. Why not just keep with the casting that you've already kind of tracked along, you know? Yeah, there um, are like three Caucasian people in this movie. Yeah, There's Justin Bulma Chatwin, Emmy Rossum, who's Bulma, yeah. and James Marsters, who you don't even know is Caucasian because he's green the whole movie. Which I feel like is a little bit more acceptable, like at least. Yeah. Uh, but it felt weird to like cast everyone around Goku, um, you know, the way they did and then just leave him as like a white dude. Like, OK, whatever. <laughs> I think some of the bullies were white guys, too. But I mean, like, whatever. They were bullies. They were side characters. Yeah. They don't matter as much. Um, yeah. Main so. main cast. Yeah. But uh, either way, so we to progress this, you know, Goku is down on his luck. He's being bullied. He's a head over heels for a girl named Chi Chi at school. And he's begging Gohan to just teach him how to be normal. And Gohan is like, yeah, sorry, I can't really do that. Like, I'm training you to not fight people. You know, we have something that is going on. And they, they kind of like slow drip some of this a little bit. Uh, but Gohan does give him uh, the four star Dragon Ball. He calls it Sensenshu uh, for his birthday. And they kind of go into the Dragon Ball mythos. But it is very different in the sense that it seems to be completely tied to Piccolo in this. And like the whole point of the seven dragon balls seems to represent like the seven monks that defeated Piccolo back in the day. And basically they have to get these seven dragon balls to make a wish to stop Piccolo. And I did not make that connection Were there seven monks originally. Yeah. I just had a group of warriors. Maybe I feel like that. I feel like it was revealed somewhere that there were like seven monks and I might've just made that. I might've just enhanced this movie by accident. (laughs) Maybe I'm looking for things. I don't know, but but it was just weird that like they the mythos isn't so much like, hey, there are these things that exist and it grants a wish as much as it was. Here are these seven things. We have to use them. And their purpose is to wish Piccolo away, basically. See, now I do have a different reading in the movie on that last point that they were they could only or were supposed to intentionally be used to deal with Piccolo. Um, because the way that Grandpa describes it, or Gohan describes it, in the way that one other person, maybe Roshi, Roshi is they and say, Morris, they all three will, of them kind of like add on to the mythos every time they repeat it. Well, the, when they talk about the wish, they always say one perfect wish. I have that written down in like three different places. Um, so that was odd, and then it felt like they they thought once Piccolo you know, was released from his Mafuba prison, which goes completely unexplained. Yeah. It was Um, a very Palpatine moment where they were just like, somehow Piccolo escaped. (laughs) Yeah. No explanation whatsoever. And then, and then without that explanation, they're just like, well, we're just going to do the same thing again. Yeah. Um, Yeah, So, oh, spoilers for the end of the movie, he gets Mafuba, or well, there's an attempt at a Mafuba again. Um, That'll be uh, the 2000 years from now problem, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and then the, the other thing that happens in this scene is the line, you must have faith in who you are. And the way yeah. that he says that, it comes up like a half a dozen times throughout this movie and um, rears its Uzarud face in the end. So, yeah. Ugh. But I did like that they included the Uzaru, though. Like, not only that term doesn't even show up in Z, I don't think, like in the English. Um, no, it doesn't. But really need I, to. I liked that they tried to pull that element in, but the way that they did it was wild. <laughs> well, they almost were. To Ozaro is like a transformation instead of it being like an individual. You know, it's it's weird because at moments it's like Piccolo's assistant, sidekick, lackey, Ozaru. But then at other times they talk about it almost more as if it is like the name of a transformation instead of it being an individual character, if that makes sense. Yeah, they mishandled it entirely. But oh, yeah. Yeah. the just seeing that word, I was like, "Oh, okay." I wasn't it's expecting cool. Uzaru to show up. Yeah, 
but anyway, so we transition over to uh, Goku going to school, and uh, he's immediately like his bike gets run over by this bully who's named as Fuller, if I remember correctly. Yes. Uh, and one of my favorite things is that they call him Geeko. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, that pissed me off. Why would you? Why would you call him Geeko instead of Geeku? Like I don't know. Geeko is going out of your way to to just botch his entire name. Like there's no. I was like, Giku is sitting right there on the table, guys. Why did yeah. you use the O instead of the U? Um, so that, that every time they used that, I was like, you're doing this wrong. And it was just super <laughs> annoying. <laughs> Old Bully Adkins was uh, was coming up. Is that what it is? Yeah, I should have pulled up next to him and been like, let me show you guys how to do this real quick. <laughs> uh, either way, so Goku refuses to fight them because of the promise to Gohan. Uh, and then we transition off to see Piccolo like brooding in the distance and he kind of sends down like this death ball looking thing and like blows up a small rural town. And we see a little girl hiding with supposedly, I would assume her mother. Um, and then we see this woman in red spandex, just like chasing them down, hunting them. And they're, they're trying to, or she's trying to find this woman and it's, her name is never given, but she's credited nope. as Mai. I don't know why yep. Mai would be with Piccolo. I mean, I guess. They were just trying to take from Dragon Ball in any way they could. So they do have this assassin woman named Mai. She's just never, she, I don't even know that she has more than one speaking line. Like she addresses Piccolo at one point, and I think that's it. Yeah, um, she, she's pretty minimal, but yeah, she doesn't get named. I had to, I was like, is this supposed to be Mai? And I clicked, I was watching it on Prime. So I, if you hit the up button, it oh, does yeah. this thing called X ray. I kind of like that. That's cool. I do too. And so I was able to be like, okay, yeah, it's supposed to be my, it is but, weird. They, they pulled a lot of strange strings from the Dragon Ball universe together into this, this naughty, this like naughty movie, like <laughs> naughty K-N-O-T-T-Y. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like, but those things don't go together. Why? So, um, a long time ago, there was a South Park episode where the whole joke was making fun of family guy, if I remember correctly. And like behind the scenes, there were some like seals or something or like dugons that would just grab random plot mm. points from a ball, like a ball pit. And then whatever three plot points they brought over is what the family guy creators were making an episode of that day. Right. Yeah. That's kind of how this movie feels like they just put together a bunch of random dragon ball things in a bucket and they pulled out five or six and they were like, cool, that's what we're going with. I also thought that it was weird because in this scene, Japanese is spoken, but it goes completely untranslated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you're just left to, to like guess okay. from the context and body language <laughs> what's being. I was like, what? Who made that decision? Who does that? Yeah. My subtitles were translated. I had subtitles on that translated it. So maybe you needed subtitles on. No, I don't watch stuff with subtitles unless I have to. And in the English version, they just talk Japanese and they just are just like, if you don't speak Japanese, screw you. Yeah. So. <laughs> Either way, this this woman's hiding a Dragon Ball, and uh, Mai basically kills or tries. I mean, they're not very clear on it, and we know because of the post credit scene that she didn't die. But supposedly, Mai shoots this woman and takes a Dragon Ball. Um, so we know that Piccolo is out collecting the Dragon Balls at this point. Yes, um, there is an explanation that we get. We we zip away from that scene with Piccolo and Mai. Um, into a high school classroom where there's an explanation of an upcoming eclipse in a science class. And Goku, of course, is paying way more attention to Chi-Chi. And I don't blame him because, like I said, it's Jamie Chung and she is beautiful. And he starts daydreaming about like her eating a strawberry or something weird. <laughs> um, when the teacher is trying to get his attention to ask a question about like, well, what would the ancients have thought about an eclipse? And Goku, without even really thinking, says, well, my grandfather would say, beware of the Namics. 
And then, like, the teacher's like, what the hell are you saying? He's yeah. like, you know, the alien race that nearly destroyed the Earth about 2,000 years ago? So he's just an island unto himself, like, talking complete madness in this high school science classroom. Yeah, and the, the whole class is kind of giving him that, like, crazy side eye. Um, like, oh, Goku, just him again. Uh, but we transition over to like uh, mid, uh, like in between classes. Uh, Chi Chi's got trying to get some paper out of her locker. Her locker's all messed up. And when everyone dissipates from the hallways, Goku uses key to like open all of the lockers basically. And she yeah. notices it and approaches him. And he just stumbles all over himself trying to flirt with her. And uh, she actually does end up I- inviting him over to a party uh, that she's having mm. in her house. So, nope. No, no, she does not. She does not get the invitation out. She well, just says, I'm having a party tonight. And Goku says, I'll be there. Like, that's fair. yeah, he just assumes. Yeah. <laughs> I also have in my notes that uh, I said, Chi Chi can't open her locker, but Goku was creeping and uses his key to solve her problem while creating one for the other 99 <laughs> lockers in the bank. Yeah. Like everybody's stuff is just open now. Yep. Um, but yeah, she's like, I'm having a, so there's a party tonight. And he's like, I'll be there. Like, and well, then he's, he realizes how awkward that was, but Chi Chi was gonna get there eventually. Yeah. I couldn't get a gauge on this, but from what it seemed like, Chi-Chi is absolutely with, in a romantic relationship, the bully that we are introduced to at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, like in the first scene, you kind of get that sense because he says something like hotness is is calling or beauty awaits or something like, like that. And they like walk off like arm in arm. And then... Yeah, and he's at the party, but that like there's never any like script space devoted to them being like, this is my girlfriend. This is my boyfriend or I'm breaking up with you now because you were a jerk, you know, nothing like that. Nothing. Yeah. No, that is kind of just kind of left up in here. It's weird. Uh, but anyway, so Goku is like gelling his hair, getting ready for this this party, and uh, there, this is kind of a funny moment where he's got his hair like all gelled back, and then it pops back out. Like they're trying to go for the messy Goku hair look. Um, yeah, Grandpa goes. Yeah, you remember yeah. when Bakugo <laughs> when Best Genius tried to style Bakugo's hair, Absolutely. it just poofed back out. That's great. Yeah. Uh, Grandpa is cooking up some chicken feet, uh, and uh, he's like ready to celebrate Goku's birthday. But then Goku is nowhere to be found because he's yeah, at this he party. Yeah, he sneaks off, and he yeah. takes the Dragon Ball for some dumb reason. Like, Plot. there's no reason to have taken. Yeah, like I just have because <laughs> it's in the script, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but when he arrives at the party, the bullies won't let him in, and they're gonna beat him up. Uh, he says that he promised he wouldn't fight them, so instead of fighting them, he's just dodging them, and he's basically just letting them beat each other up, like. They go in for a punch, he dodges, and they accidentally hit their other bullies. So he's letting them wreck each other. Uh, and then, like, the main bully, I think his name is Fuller, comes out and uh, he picks up, like, I couldn't tell if it was a sword like a or a pole or, something. or a. Yeah, it was like this random object that looks like a pole or something. And he starts trying to, to beat up Goku, but he's just dodging. So he just destroys his own car. And, uh, there's a ridiculous moment where Goku like jumps over the car to dodge and slides across the top with his yep, head. This is the origin of the gif. Yep. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And Chi-Chi's off too, to the side, loving the whole thing. Like this is just eye candy to her. I thought it was really funny too, because it was so dumb and awkward and poorly written. But when when the uh, main bully uh, Fuller comes out, uh, Goku looks at him and he says, hey, your boys have been showing me what they got. And then there's this awkward pause and he goes, nothing. And he says it like that. And I was just like, Jesus, what is this? (laughs) It was so bad. (laughs) It was. It was really bad. Uh, But after this scenario happens, Chi Chi invites Goku in, like doesn't care at all about these bullies anymore. There's like you said, there's no 
conversation about it. It's as if they never existed and they were never friends. Uh, but yeah, she, they don't show back up. They're they're no. they're immaterial now for the rest yeah. of the movie. <laughs> the object permanence is a thing in this movie for sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, so she's showing Goku around, and she she this, this dialogue is so bad. She's like, "You're different." You're, <laughs> I can't even talk about it. It's so ridiculous. And uh, she just like is like, you're different. We're a lot alike. And Goku's like, okay. And then he just trails off talking about how normally he would celebrate his birthday with his grandpa. And grandpa's at home and, you know, out of nowhere, Piccolo shows up. Uh, he assumes that grandpa has the uh, Dragon Ball. And so they just destroy Goku or Gohan's house, like collapse it on top of him. I and love my notes here because I, I have that Gohan's waiting at home when the crickets go quiet and then Mai comes in swinging and by swinging, I mean throwing ninja stars. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's just out of nowhere. It's just they merged chucking the these ninja stars at Gohan. Because uh, she was the ninja. Yeah. So I heard, uh, I had read too that they intentionally didn't include anthropomorphic characters that we would have seen during this kind of sort of question mark period of Dragon Ball, like uh, Puar, Puar and yeah. Oolong and, and Shu precisely be for budgetary reasons. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they basically were like, who is the most essential and do they have to be named? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so Gohan is hanging out with Chi Chi and all of a sudden he's just like, Oh, things are off. There's a disturbance in the Dragon Ball force. And so he leaves the party and finds the crushed house. Grandpa's under rubble. And uh, Gohan just tells him that it's begun, and he tells him to go find Roshi in uh, Paozu. And so, you know, Goku's now got uh, this this task. He has to go collect all seven Dragon Balls before the eclipse, or, you know, everyone's going to die. And then Gohan dies. So well, Goku... Well, man, you gotta, you gotta give us a poem, man, or at least the, the part the of it. The first part of it? Yeah, it's like yeah. Uh, seven Dragon Balls must be found for all men's fate will be bound or something like that. Yeah, and then he croaks, but not before he says, always have faith in who you, in who are. you are. Yeah. It's the second time. Uh, and, and then Goku's like off rummaging around in like a storage shed outside or something and finds a gi that I guess we were supposed to assume Grandpa was going to give him for his birthday. Yeah, I don't want to gloss over the fact, too, that Goku just buries his grandpa like in the backyard like one would a pet. which just like handles it himself. <laughs> which, to be fair, feels more like OG Goku. That feels like Goku, but we do know that like word spread that his grandfather died, so like corridors would have been involved. Yeah, <laughs> at some yeah, point that's true. They were like, "God, we have to dig this guy up." Like, what was that kid thinking? <laughs> yeah, uh, this is when we get introduced to Bulma, and she's kind of. I feel like they tried to make Bulma really badass in this. Like, she's straight up just takes Goku at gunpoint and is like ready to just shoot him because she thinks that he has stolen her Dragon Ball. She says that she was, she calls it a Promethean orb, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, but she said that someone basically broke into Capsule Corp. They, they saw this thing or this woman or somebody steal the Dragon Ball after killing a bunch of guards. And she's promised her dad that she's going to go look for it, which seems weird, but okay, sure, fine. Uh, but yeah, like straight up, she sees Goku and just starts pulling the triggers like she has no chill. Yeah. Um, and he, of course, dodges all of the the bullets and everything. So, you know, he's totally fine. Um, and she explains that she basically wants to use the seven Dragon Balls to make an unlimited source of energy. And Goku's like, hey, you know what? Maybe you could help me find Roshi because Bulma has this awesome Dragon Ball radar and it's able to kind of pick up where things are. So. All right. But hold on, though, because. She accuses Goku of stealing her Promethium orb when when he proffers 
his and and says mine has four stars the one that you're describing has five she's like oh there are more yeah and then she has apparently the idea of right there in the moment to be like well then i'm just gonna get them and turn them into an unlimited energy like well, i was just like dang that was fast <laughs> i feel she says something along the lines of like my theories are true then like i think she's like i thought there might have been more like she's kind of making it sound like she had prepped for the idea that there was more so but the dumb getting- thing to me that I found weird was that like she shows off this Dragon Ball radar and the fact that she wants to go get the other Dragon Balls, which is this point, I feel like you could at least assume someone's trying to take them. Like if, mm-hmm. if, you know, Gohan is, is been destroyed for, for pick from Piccolo and everything. Gohan doesn't say, go find Roshi. Oh, he has a Dragon Ball. Right. He just says, go find Roshi. And then Goku is like, oh, well maybe you can help me find Roshi, but it's correlated as if, he wants her to help him because she has the dragon radar, which makes no sense. They don't know that Roshi has a ball. I thought that maybe he just thought that she just might know how better to track somebody down because she made it sound like she was like super high on security team at Capsule Corp with her dad. Like maybe. her minor, her major was in whatever engineering mechanics, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But then her minor was in like guns, like, yeah, shooting <laughs> guns, just, was, was John like, Wick 101 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Either way, uh, probably the coolest scene in the entire freaking movie. Uh, she pops out one of the capsules and like the the bike transforms out of it. I thought that was dope. Like that was one of the coolest things in this movie, in my opinion. It was just the way that they showed off that Capsule Corp tech. Yeah, I <laughs> you don't. You I wrote think in my notes. Cool. Uh, in comparison to everything else going around, I'm not saying it's cool. Period. Just yeah, in comparison just, to everything else. <laughs> I like the Hoi Poi capsules, and I didn't get it, and it made me sad. I got Transformers instead. It did have a Transformers-y kind of feel to I it. Was less, I was less into that. I was just like, oh, I wanted the capsule thing, because that's those are fun. Those are cool. Well, they, they basically just look up Roshi in what I would call like a phone book, um, and he's not in it, so there's just no luck. And then Goku is just like, oh, well, I think I feel him. And this is where Bulma detects another Dragon Ball, in fact, and they approach yeah. this. She gets alerts for those on her. Did we talk about the DBE, by the uh, way? No, I would try to just. Let's just not. Let's it. just make people Google it. Google DBE Dragon Ball Evolution. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. It's, yeah, yeah, you, you did it. It's, it stands for Dragon Ball Evolution 2, doesn't it? Yep, yep. <laughs> Uh, oh god i don't know why that i just got that i hate it uh, i hate it even more now that's all uh anyway um she gets alerts from this thing at the weirdest times we're like why are you why do you coincidentally get uh uh, an alert on that thing that there's a dragon ball nearby only after goku senses roshi and then later on when they're at the whatever air temple thing where chi chi is she's like oh at least it won't be a waste because there's a dragon ball close by i'm like you could you could have looked at that any time and figured that out. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> the choices in this movie. It really I, is the plot steering device. It's just it like, really we need to go this way now. Yeah. 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 Uh, so it, it's very much so like a checklist. Like, okay, we introduced this character. We followed back up. Now we can go back to the plot. Um, yeah. So they approach this weird, abandoned, like, rundown looking house on this kind of weird island thing. Like, what they tried to do to replicate Roshi's island inside of this city was kind of strange to me he seemed like the old man that like and you see this sometimes occasionally where like a city wants to expand and they basically are like offering prices for all these properties and then there's that one guy that's like nope it's like the whole sell up 
Yeah, yeah. So they just build. Yeah, it's literally Dragon Ball up. Yeah, Roshi. <laughs> Roshi is uh, Walter. Is yep. that that old man's name? Uh, that sounds and, right, uh, yeah. Yeah, so he's just like, no, nah, I'm not selling my property dog. So they just build around him. That's totally what that scene well, was. And, and for some reason, like Goku and Bulma break into the house, basically. And so mm-hmm. Goku accidentally knocks over like some ornaments and he's almost able to collect all of them before they hit the ground. But then one of them does hit something, wakes up Roshi. And I kind of love the fact that Roshi is wearing this like sweater. A peachy with, like, peachy a, girl. Yeah, like an anime pinup girl on the front. Yep. Um, so good. Yeah. So they, they end up fighting Goku and Roshi do until Balma kind of stops them. And then Goku is just like, all right, well, I'm going to key blast this old man, which is wild. Uh, but Roshi ducks, misses, Balma gets hit. And then Roshi's like, oh, hey, that's Gohan's move. How's he doing? And but that's mm, we're getting <laughs> I get so mad about some of this stuff. So he's like, oh, that's the shadow crane strike, right? And he immediately thinks, okay, that's Gohan's thing. So you must know Gohan, right? But then when they get to this air temple thing later, as they're arriving there, Roshi's like, oh yeah, like shadow crane strike. That's the simplest move. Like anybody can learn shadow crane strike. Yeah, so yeah. He, like all these people also know this move, presumably. And he's just like automatically <laughs> associates it with go uh, with Gohan. I, yeah, maybe it was the specific way he did it. Like, cause it, it kind of seems like the key manipulation in this is up to each individual. So maybe Goku's rendition of it was the same way that Gohan does it. You know what I mean? Well, then they still, they still got to figure out which element that they're they're bending and the all the element thing was dumb. I didn't like like why introduce elements into it. It just well yeah, and then it's like shadow crane strike is the most basic of the wind elements, and the the most advanced one is the com- the way that they say it drives me freaking nuts in this movie too because it's the kamehameha, and they leave that little break in there every time. And again, we're getting ahead of ourselves, or I'm getting ahead of us. It's I'm I'm just dragging with me. Later on. They use the most advanced wind technique to light a bunch of fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? You said that fire was one of the elements. What? After introducing this whole element <sighs> concept, because the last, the Avatar of the Airbender, I think, came out around the same time as this movie, if I remember correctly, which made me think it had to have done something with that. I don't know. So uh, bad. Yeah. But either way, they catch Roshi up with the, the story so far. They're looking for the Dragon Balls and stuff. Uh, so they start looking for Roshi's Dragon Ball, and uh, I love the fact too that like Bulma found his bikini stash basically because he's got all these like yeah, bikini his nudie magazines. Max. Yeah, I, the the whole interactions between Bulma and Roshi in this I really liked because again, Bulma wasn't just like a side piece of meat in this. Like she she was given real things to do. She was really trying to be like a almost like a, a Laura Croft or something like a Tomb Raider. Like she's a badass in this. And so like when Roshi tries to perv on her, she's just like, dude, touch me again and I'll cut your freaking hands off. And okay, then- but you know what she doesn't do in this movie? Find a single freaking Dragon Ball with that device that she made. <laughs> You're not wrong. Because in this scene, Goku just senses where it is in the house and yeah, goes and finds it. He just kind of stumbles own. across it. Like it's like under a bookcase or something. Yeah. Um, well, and they do this thing too where like every time Goku finds a Dragon Ball, he gets visions of Piccolo and he sees Uzaru and it's like, it looks like a meteor strike is hitting the earth or something. And, um, 
Roshi, the moment that he sees Goku holding the Dragon Ball, he's just like, oh, I can see you're the key. Like, the apocalypse is going to happen in seven days, and you're the key to solving this. Gohan must have known that. And uh, Bulma's just like, well, I want my Dragon Ball. Like, we're here. We got what we wanted. I found Roshi for you. You got his Dragon Ball. Let's let's go. Like, I'm ready to go. And Goku's like, yeah, cool. We'll go. But we're going to go together. And uh, then we transition back over to Piccolo, who is out searching for Dragon Balls. Uh, he, like, does this thing to drain this lake, and they found a Dragon Ball at the bottom of it. And then we're right back with Roshi, uh, where he's explaining that Goku needs to master the elements, and the crane strike is the basic air move, like you were saying. And uh, they, they decide to take off, and uh, I kind of like this scene because it's just a reference back to old Dragon Ball, where, like... Goku has got all of Roshi's stuff packed up on his back and he's running behind uh, Roshi while he's up on the bike. And I thought that was kind of cool. I, I didn't like the way that him running looked. No, it was bad. I have it in my notes as the second worst run that I've seen in a movie recently. The first one belonging to the flash, because the way that the, they depict the flash running is dumb, dumb. in it's the new so movies. Stupid. Oh my gosh. Well, and this looked like, he was running in place and they just green screened him moving somehow. It <laughs> yeah. was dumb. But then we transition yeah, we're, we're over at this... to like a desert area uh, where they're looking for the stone temple. I guess, are they going to the stone temple to learn stone element stuff? No. Nope. Nope. Because <laughs> the stone is not on the elements. It's just air, fire, and water. Earth does not factor in. I thought they said to... Earth too. Nope. Nope. I listened to it twice, but they're going to this stone temple to learn the air moves, uh, and I could be wrong, but I swear, I was like, it's so weird that Earth is not being listed on this. Um, but maybe uh, the only rationalization I could think of was the other three you can generate more conceivably with key. Like, you're not generating Earth with key, but you, yeah. could, you could reasonably, I guess, generate the other ones. Anyway. Um, Don't try it's to overrun. logic this movie. <laughs> yeah. There's a bunch of people there. Chi-Chi's one of them. Um, she's in the middle of a fight. She gets distracted and gets punched in the mouth. And then she punches this other guy. And we get to another thing that I hate in movies, which is the Wilhelm scream. Stop using that freaking scream. Yeah. Um, and it's just jarring. It takes me out of every movie that it's used in now. And uh, so anyway, um, she's trying to get goku to come to this tournament in toison i think was the name of the place mm -hmm. yep and she's like heavily flirting here she's like maybe we can find some time to mix it up and i just wrote in my notes that's a euphemism if i've ever heard one <laughs> but, um but anyway um goku gets called over there by roshi and bulma at that point roshi says something like ah we're not going to be able to do this here but bulma's like oh it won't be a waste after all because there's a dragon ball nearby for plot convenience's sake yeah, of course yeah and then like we transition over to Roshi training him in the back of this bike because now there's enough room for Goku to be doing like handstand push-ups. Uh, and while he's doing a handstand push-up, Ro uh, Roshi's just like, you also have to be able to do two things at once. And he tries to do like a key blast with one hand. It's it's ridiculous. But they, they fall into this huge pit and at the bottom of it, their bike's all wrecked and crashed and they can't get out. It's too deep into the ground and they're not able to climb. And we get introduced to Yamcha who is like, hey, I'm totally willing to help you for some payment. And they're all upset about that. Um, and they're camping out like in this pit while I guess Yamcha's waiting for them to agree to pay him, which felt Yeah, strange. and this is this is dumb too, because <clears throat> Yamcha says something like, you know, uh, it's gonna be miserable when you're stuck down there and the sun rises because when the sun comes out, it gets hot, hot, hot. So he's basically threatening 
for them to like stay down there and dehydrate. But in the very next scene, it's just nighttime. They're roasting marshmallows. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, they so crashed weird. when the sun was up. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so dumb. It's silly. Uh, but, but we do get Roshi telling the story of Piccolo and the Uzaru. Oh, you're right. Here, I have it in my notes now. Seven mystics sacrificed their lives to cast the Mafuba. Yeah. Um, but then we get the very vague, but Piccolo somehow escaped uh, and that Uzaru will come uh, along with the eclipse, I think. Uh-huh. And then he they must use the wish to banish Piccolo or else will be defenseless. So again, I, I didn't read that like you might have, which I didn't read that as the balls are there to to accomplish this one task. I think he says, hey, now that we're here, this is what we're going to do with these balls. See, I was thinking later on, Sifu Norris may have said, like repeated the full blown version of that poem that was accompanying the Dragon Balls. And like the finished version made it sound like they were intentionally for keeping Piccolo and Ozaro away. But I don't know. Trying to make sense of this movie is not worth our time, honestly. Um, Yamcha overhears this whole thing and it's just like, well, that's bullshit. (laughs) Like he doesn't agree with it at all. Um, and I even have in my notes here that so far Yamcha has been my favorite part about this movie. Like he sounds like (laughs) Yamcha. He's got the cadence down. I thought he was great. Uh, but then at this point, Yoshi or not Yoshi, (laughs) Roshi just jumps out of the pit. And like, why didn't you do that earlier? I don't understand what's happening here. So he jumps out of the pit and, and just convinces Yamcha to help by offering a third of Balma's business to him, <laughs> which is ridiculous. And I love this too, because Balma's all pissed off about it. And he's like, listen, a third of zero is still zero. So shut up. <laughs> yeah. They, they convince, they find that there's a ball nearby, um, and, but it seems to be subterranean and Yamcha just happens and happens to have some fancy excavating tools. So they bring him down into the pit to start moving laterally underground to go and find this Dragon Ball. And apparently, my and Piccolo are aware of all of this. They must have a way of tracking the Dragon Balls, I guess. Um, and Mai's like, well, I could go down there and disrupt them. But Piccolo says, this is going to require more than just a disruption. And some of his blood is extracted and turned into some demons, I guess? Yeah, I like, assumed that this would have been like tambourine and yeah. the piccolo we know. Um, you yeah. know, that's kind of how that came about later. Uh, but but like the OG pick, like King Piccolo does do something kind of similar. So whatever. Yeah. And then uh, suddenly it doesn't look like we're underground anymore because um, yeah, we're, we're in this like crazy. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's they they obscure the sky in such a way. Because it's you all could CGI. be outside or inside. Yeah, it's really <laughs> They're weird. They're in a gene factory. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. There is a there is a steam vent gag on Yamcha yes. that felt very Dragon Ball, but didn't fit the tone of this movie really well. Yeah, it was weird how I felt like they tried to do Yamcha as like a comic relief and even pull some Dragon Ball gags with him, but it felt so out of place. Yeah, so definitely. So out of place. But um, the demons roll up on him. And um, they find out, the crew finds out that when they're cut, like in half, that they just double. They like, uh, you, you cut a dude in half and now you have two dudes. They're like hydras, kind of. Yeah. Um, but they, Roshi decide, or determines that if you throw them into the lava, that seems pretty effective. And Goku notices that they don't quite burn uh, right, right away. And so he makes more of them really quickly and tosses their still reforming corpses into the lava to build a bridge to the Dragon Ball that previously was inaccessible to them across this lava expanse. And then he runs over there, grabs the ball, gets hit with another premonition. Um, and I think this is the one where Gohan tells him that the power to prevent this is inside you. Something like um, that. I didn't, yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't notate the, the visions, but the like mid-premonition uh, my attacks and... 
punches Goku right in the face, but he doesn't feel it. Like I, they emphasize that heavily for some reason, where she punched him right in the face, and he was just like, "What's up, dog? Like, let's do this." And she seemed kind of <laughs> yeah. freaked out about it. Uh, and he he actually does end up punching her away, and Goku is like freaking out because of the premonition, talking about how like Azaro is going to destroy everyone and everything, and. Roshi's just like, well, the future's always changing, so we can we can fix this. And Goku at this point thinks he just needs to defeat Ozaru. Like it's weird. I feel like there was this weird tone shift where it was like, oh, we got to beat Piccolo. No, actually, we got to beat Ozaru and Piccolo. Like, but the way they address it is kind of funky in my mind. Um, yeah, I think it was because in this recent premonition, Ozaru featured prominently, and and he said Ozaru will kill you, yeah. Roshi. Bulma and Yamcha, everything. I have to defeat it. And then <laughs> this is one of the most annoying things about this movie. Um, Roshi decides, uh, actually, guys, we're not going to be able to collect the Dragon Balls in time. Well, Bulma does. Like, Bulma, <laughs> oh, is Bulma's Bulma? the one that's just like, well, there's no way we're going to get the rest of these Dragon Balls. Like, no way we're going to yeah. get the rest of them. So, so Roshi <laughs> says, well, we got to go to Toy-san. That's our only hope. And then I just have in my notes, well, thanks for the waste of time and the, the rest of the, the, the first two thirds of this movie was then yeah. like, well, and like this big adventure to go and grab these dragon balls. And it'll be like, well, shucks, <laughs> we are just not going to do it in time. Yeah. Um, and, and so my overhears all of this and follows them to toy And when we like, uh, it's weird. Cause uh, like Sifu Norris, who is Roshi's old friend is also in toy which is why they were going there. But that's also where the, uh, tournament, tournament was so like we we see them approaching this temple and roshi finds sifu norris and he kind of like tells him like hey look everything i used to question is actually totally true and i totally believe in it now so i'm gonna need to give uh, or get you to have me like make another mafu ba for us and uh norris is like another no. vessel for the mafu right right and uh, uh norris is just like no we can't do that like it's just gonna eat your soul away or whatever and roshi's like oh, that's okay it's a sacrifice i'm willing to do because goku won't be ready and uh, then we're transported over to the tournament where chi chi is kicking butt but my lets her win in order to like steal some of her blood and uh goku is... yeah she's kami now yeah or toga toga yeah totally yeah. i had that exact thought actually um, and it's weird because they made this big thing about the tournament and I kind of assumed we'd see Goku in it, but he's just like totally in his civvies, like hanging out like, oh, hey, Chi Chi, he's not in the tournament at all. We get yeah. none of the tournament. It just yeah, felt- she says, I actually like this exchange. This is maybe the best writing in the movie um, because Chi Chi's like, oh, so you're here for the tournament? And Goku says, no, I'm here for something else. And Chi Chi says, something more important than me? Again, super heavy on the flirt. Yeah. And Goku says, actually... You're, you're one of the reasons why it's so important. And I was like, this is the smoothest Goku has ever been. Mm-hmm, totally. Like, in this movie, uh, up to this point, uh, for the rest of this movie, and then anything canonical, that that is the smoothest Goku has ever been. And Chi-Chi just melts over it. She doesn't quite fully understand it yet, um, but she, it definitely gets to her because in, like, two scenes, she's she's definitely like, okay, I'm all aboard this Goku train. Totally. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to jump on that man's power pole. Oh my God. <laughs> so we, we, we also get to see some like Yamcha and Bulma, uh, like building a relationship here. Cause they're also like, yep, going, I liked this. I did too. Uh, they're like in like a little market area or something and they're just getting to know each other, like almost to the point where they're about to kiss, but then someone interrupts them and they realize that because of the way things are shaping up that piccolo also needs the dragon balls i guess like yeah yeah they figure that out eventually <laughs> yeah but it seemed weird like what does he need them for is he because it seems like ozaru is coming back 
via the eclipse, not the Dragon Balls. But then this conversation makes it sound like he's going to use them to resurrect Uzaru. So Yeah, I think that they were confused. Piccolo keeps, he says something like, I need the seven Dragon Balls to gain the power I need to rule this rock, is what he says. So he doesn't feel like in his current state with his current power, he could do quite that. I guess, yeah. Which seems weird, but okay. Uh, and then we see Roshi, uh, Roshi and Goku, they're training or doing some like Tai Chi or Kata or something. And Roshi is trying to teach him the Kamehameha. No, nope, say it right. The, how do they say it? It's like Ka- Kamehameha. Kamehameha, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Roshi's just like, you're not really ready, but time's running out. So whatever, we're going to try this. And he lights a candle nearby with it and then just tells Goku like, okay, cool. You've seen it once. Now practice until you get it. And then yeah, walks and it's off. The, it- it comes with some very odd, very un-Kamehameha like arm movements right. to like channel and focus the key. Um, they finally ditch it at the end of the movie when Chi Chi's like, or maybe it's in this scene where she's just like, you no. just need to make the move your own. It's, yeah, it's cut out all end. that stupid arm stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's what you need. To well, do. and that's why I was thinking that maybe like the shadow crane technique he was doing could have had its own unique arm movements per person as well. And like he mm. learned Gohan's version of it. Yeah, so he leaves Goku to light all the torches in the courtyard. He tries for a little while. Um, uh, He's kind of unsuccessful, but he goes to light the lanterns with just a nearby candle. But gets caught by Chi-Chi, who's now creeping on him, just like he had been creeping on her. Uh, My, the tables have turned. And uh, she's like, maybe you need an incentive to do this. So you're five steps away from me. There are five torches. You light a torch. You take a step towards me. And again, like girl crazy is not what Goku has ever been, but that's the, to- that's the motivation in this scene. Um, so Chi Chi is clearly again, getting hot and bothered by all this. And um, now Chi Chi is training Goku, which is kind of weird too. Um, this is where they get the, well, you know, uh, you, you must be, you know, you got to make it your own where when she says, or he says it, it's, uh, it's not working. I must be missing something. I said, yeah. You haven't said Kamehameha one time during any of this. Like, you know the rules. That's why this isn't working. Totally. But eventually he's successful um, and uh, gets gets to uh, gets to kiss Chi-Chi when he lights all the lanterns. Again, Chi-Chi has the smooth line here. For the next move, you're going to, it'll be better if you blow all these lanterns out. Yeah. They get, they get to smooching. But Goku doesn't know about those, so. Yeah. Well, and, and we, we like, so we transition to this scene where we see all of these monks with Sifu Norris making the the new vessel for the Mafuba, uh, or the Mafubu, yeah. And uh, then Bulma is awoken by Chi-Chi leaving Goku's room, which I was just like, dang, like, they're a heavy hand in this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and Yamcha, like, stumbles across them, and even he's just like, oh, hey, you get back to doing what you're doing, girls. You know, like, it's, it's pretty <laughs> heavy handed. And then it's great because she leaves and then Goku approaches from like the corridor, not from his room. And they're both like, wait, hold on. You weren't in there. And uh, it turns out that Mai has like transformed into Chi Chi and she stole the Dragon Balls. And so she's escaping with them as the real Chi Chi knocks her out. Huge fight breaks out. And there's the whole like, which one's the real one? And of course, Goku chooses the wrong one and knocks the real Chi Chi unconscious in the middle of this fight. Um, And then he gets shot by Mai. Yes, um, there are some dumb Kamehameha moves in here as well to kind of resuscitate uh, Goku, who, like, initially is barred from access to the Chi-Chi on Chi-Chi action, this mirror match that's going on by fire. 
which he even just though put he out freaking like 30 yes. minutes ago. I was like, bro, why are you hesitating? Do the damn thing. Well, and I had a so, moment here too where I was like, okay, so was the Chi Chi in the courtyard even the actual Chi Chi or was that my? No, nah, that was real Chi Chi. The real Chi Chi yeah. approaches like from another angle than Goku does. Almost like they were they weren't with each other. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that some time had elapsed. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um I, I wasn't as confused with the with the uh framing there. I wasn't as confused I was. as much as I was like I could I could see them trying to do that. Yeah. But he Goku gets shot with this gun that is like an energy wave gun. Like no bullets, there's no blood or anything. Um, but Roshi uses the Kamehameha. This I'm I'm so sorry. Roshi uses the Kamehameha um, to kind of jumpstart Goku's heart again, but not before Goku sees Gohan in a vision, who explains it's not his time yet, and he has time enough to ask, "How do I defeat Uzaru?" To which his grandpa goes, "Always have faith in who you are." <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So he, Goku wakes up and uh, Bulma is like checking the dragon radar and conveniently all seven Dragon Balls are together. And Roshi's just like, oh, well, Piccolo's got to be going to Dragon Temple because that's where he would do it. Like as if it's part of a ritual, not just that Piccolo would do it freaking the moment he had all seven and could. Yep. And and in addition to this ritual, Roshi's like, he's got to finish this prayer. But the prayer doesn't get used at all. By Goku later, who uses the balls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, why would you introduce that concept and then just have Goku go, yo, Shinron, I got a wish, bro. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, wild, It's man. so dumb. Uh, but, anyways, but yeah, the temple comes rushing up out of the ground when the Dragon Balls are collected, um, which I, this is one of the things I tried to be, I tried to highlight some things that I liked. This gives us the classic Dragon Ball really more Dragon Ball Z desolate fighting location landscape. Totally, like it's yeah. it's classic. It's the big pillars of stone. Like I was like, all right, I'll allow it. But the like terrain that um, makes no sense. Yeah. Uh the the crew is in a truck that transforms into a jet and then this is where Roshu's like, I have to stop him before he finishes the prayer. And he fires another unnamed Kamehameha. Um I think he actually does speak the term when he resuscitates Goku now I think about it but the blast intercepts Piccolo's um Piccolo sends a blast his way anyway um crashes the plane yeah, there's like balls go scattering travel. yeah Goku decides that he needs a new drip um so he puts on his grandpa Gohan's outfit like well no it's the wh- it's the while gi. he's in the wreckage it's, of the car it's like the orange <laughs> gi that Gohan was going to give him for his birthday or something I didn't I didn't get the sense that that was a gift it was in like a gift box. I thought that's where was it. Yeah. I just thought it was in like a like a like a chest. Like at maybe the, it was you know like a end of the bed that it was just Grandpa Gohan's and Goku just took it because maybe that's I what mean, it was. Gohan's not going to use it anymore. <laughs> well, that's fair. Yeah. Um, but uh, Piccolo does this uh, textbook superhero landing to go and find the Dragon Balls that fell, and uh, he's he's doing all this talking. It's you will bear witness to my glory when Shinlong gives me the power to rule over this rock. And Goku says, I will beat, I will defeat Uzaru. And Piccolo's like, nah, dog, you are Uzaru. (laughs) 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 And then, then Piccolo says the thing. He's like, Goku is a shell. This is who you are. And I was like, damn it with this line. It comes up like two more times in this movie, I think. Yeah. And he explains that Goku traveled by meteor uh, and like crashed on earth. And then like the whole prophecy is that when he turns 18, he will become Uzaru again. And, Dude, Goku transforms, and that transformation it's scene terrible. is rough. It is Dude, it's, bad. It, 
I've seen better like werewolfy transformations in that were all practical effects from, from movies 80s, that are now forty 70s. years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's not even. I mean, it's, the Uzaru is the great ape form, but they make but this he, more like a werewolf thing. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Well, and there's I mean, a scene coming. He up. does get bigger, but he ain't that big. No, no. Like in in I kind of is like in the opening sequence when they show Uzaru and all of the premonitions, they make it seem like he's like Godzilla level and. He's just like a dude that looks like he could play for the NBA or something, like maybe eight feet <laughs> tall, you know, like it's, it's ridiculous. Um, he gets sicked on Bulma and Yamcha. Uh, Roshi tries launching the Mafuba. And he does uh, get Piccolo. This is, like he, he kind of gets him in, in, in the, the key wave or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but it's unsuccessful, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I have just very choppy notes from here on out. Um, in part because I was very much over this movie, but it's like Yamcha tosses Bulma a ball, tells her to get out of there. Bulma he gets immediately KO'd, or at least that's what I thought. I, I had him a note. He's immediately KO'd, which is appropriate. Although that's a Z joke in a Dragon Ball movie. Well, it's really um, funny too here is when, when like when he gets KO'd by Ozaru, it doesn't look like the CGI Ozaru we saw. It literally looks like a dude in a Bigfoot outfit. Yeah. It's a dude named, uh, I saw this on IMDb. Uh, where is it? There's a guy who is credited as Uzaru, oh, Ian really? White. Okay, how funny. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was a dude, uh, presumably in some sort of very practical effect uh, costume. I would think that he's a stunt guy, but maybe he's more than that in general. He's definitely just stunts here. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think. Well, this is where Piccolo uh, breaks free from the Mafuba, and uh, Goku like pounces on Roshi and starts to choke him out, and it. I mean, just kills him. Goku as Uzaru. As to Uzaru. Be clear. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Roshi's trying to explain to him that Uzaru can't be beaten with fists, only faith. And Roshi's laying there unconscious. Uh, Maya's attacking Chi Chi again. And Uzaru gets pissed off. And it's like Goku and Uzaru going back and forth. And Goku thinking about what he's done to Roshi. And he transforms back into Goku. And then this is where he's just like, the first rule is that there is no rule. Like, yeah. why did that get brought back up? <laughs> he Here's my best guess. Um, I think he says this because Piccolo says, that's impossible. And then guess. he's like, the first rule is that there are no rules or whatever. And then there's just a, like a, a good 15 seconds of people just tossing key randomly at one another. Yeah. I mean, people being Piccolo. While like Bulma is like shooting at my... Yeah, there's a mid-air clash between Piccolo and Goku, who exchange a bunch of blows and smash a bunch of rocks, and Bulma tosses her bike at Mai, but Mai dodges it, but then Yamcha shoots Mai in the back, and then we get this <laughs> stupid line from Goku where he's like, I am Goku, I am Uzaru, to be at one with myself, I must be two. <laughs> and then he sh does a bunch of shouting, and I assume that it accomplishes a thing but it is not visual, whatever it is. My guess is he's like, I'm going to be Goku, but have Uzaru's power. Yeah. Um, which is totally the concept of freaking Super Saiyan 4. Right. <laughs> or Broly in the newest stuff. Um, it's That's the exact concept, um, just done much more shittily. <laughs> so well, He does finally do a Kame... Hamehameha blast. Kamehameha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, charges it up too. Yeah, and I do like this kind of callback too because instead of him just like blasting at Piccolo, he jumps while he does it, so he ends up kind of headbutting him with this Kamehameha, and mm -hmm. uh, it that's kind of a throwback to how Goku defeated King Piccolo with a headbutt. So, yeah, he it's weird because elsewhere in the franchise when Goku propels himself with a Kamehameha, he, he 
it's behind or below him. Mm-hmm. Um, in this, he fires it and travels with it. Like jumps uh, into like, it. Yeah. Yeah. Like through, like you remember that totally badass scene in uh, Cooler where Cooler just basically swims up through a Kamehameha? Yeah, that was cool. Um, that was really cool. Yeah. It's kind of like that, but much lamer. Right. Um, what takes place in this movie. Yeah. So Well, and then, so like... <laughs> He, I mean, guess this takes Piccolo out because we just see Piccolo kind of explode and like fall, and then Goku just emerges from these caves victorious, and Roshi's dead, and and they are just like, oh well, what if we use the Dragon Balls to wish him back? So that's what they do, and um, you know, Roshi comes back to life, and he's like, hey, Gohan just kicked me out of wherever I was because he told me I had a lot left to teach Goku, and we see the Dragon Balls disperse and they go all over the place. And uh, Bulma's just like, okay, well, hey, I guess we need to go find the Dragon Balls again. But why? She's there's no she's explanation get some, given. Like business going, man. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Okay, that's true because she's got to make her sixty six point three or point six six percent. Whatever it um, is, yeah, of the perpetual. But before they machine. can go do that, Goku has one more thing he has to do, and he has to just go find Chi Chi and and make out. Yeah, with the her. thing he has to do is Chi Chi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's funny too because like she approaches or he approaches and. Chi Chi like runs up and kisses him. But in my brain, what would have been a lot better and much more like Chi Chi is if she had like beat him him. up or something. Yeah, socked him, hit him over the head with a frying pan or something for for knocking her out instead of instead of my. That would have been so much more Chi Chi. Instead, what we get is some awkward apologies and then Chi Chi saying, Well, I let you hit me, and Goku saying, Nuh-uh, I was too fast. And then Chi Chi saying, Well, if our relationship's gonna go anywhere, we're gonna have to settle this. Yeah. And then the credits are introduced by the two of them beginning a sparring match and it just in a completely different location. In like Matrix mode. Like Yeah, they're, they're back in this tournament in the area. Toysen they're tournament like, area, yeah. Yeah. So all by themselves. Yeah. So roll credits and then like a few minutes into credits, we get this post credit scene where we see the woman from the opening scene with Piccolo that was hiding her daughter in the original Dragon Ball that we see my take. And she is like nursing an injured Piccolo back to health, I guess. Yeah. I, Why? <laughs> post credits. So I didn't know that that was the same lady from earlier until reading some stuff on the internet. Same here. I had so no my, idea who that was. <laughs> my post-credits explanation is, Lady tending to Piccolo because Goku forgot to confirm the kill, and people just be kind to green alien men they find out in the mountains, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well. Oh, golly. I'm so it. glad that's over yeah. with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad they didn't make a sequel. Can you imagine what awful of this oh, that would have God. led to? And they... If they had pulled Vegeta into the sequel, which does feel like maybe the next place to go. Is it? Why? Um, Why would it be the next place to go for this? Just from, just for scale's sake, like they went to, think about what they did. They took the big bad guy of Dragon Ball, like the ultimate bad guy. They they couldn't do that with Z, but they it, they would be silly for them to do a movie with Raditz. I, I feel like Vegeta would be the next biggest bad that they would pull in somehow. Well, the only problem um, I have with it, though, is that Piccolo makes it sound like Ozaru is, like, I don't know. They, they don't make it feel like he's a Saiyan. They just make it feel like he's Ozaru reincarnated. Yeah. So it doesn't yeah, make sense I, to bring in a Saiyan and then retcon this entire oh, it, movie. No, no, it makes total sense for them to bring in a Saiyan because it it just wouldn't involve Goku being one, which would be kind of dumb. Or they would do it just, I mean, think about how, <laughs> think about how they did it between 
Dragon Ball in Z. Like in Dragon Ball, he's just this weird monkey boy. And then suddenly in Z, no, no, you're an alien, bro. Well, that's fair. So like they probably could pull a weird twist like that. I guess that. so. But but they also don't have it set up, I feel like, in Dragon Ball to be like, oh, you're this other thing entirely. Like he's just this weird monkey kid, right? And then yeah, in Z, yeah. they're like, oh, well, actually, we're going to retcon that. You're in an alien race. And so was Piccolo. Like that's a little bit more easy to digest uh, to some extent, I suppose. Look, I'm trying to, to defend <sighs> weird retcons, but I feel like let's, in, let's listen. Let's let's just be grateful that it's not that it didn't ever going to happen. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, no, I mean it won't. Um, but it is <laughs> it is just it, it, that's a weird next step for me. I feel like Red Ribbon Army makes more sense potentially. Um, I don't know, maybe not. That would be going backwards. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? I will uh, just a couple of extra little trivia bits before we get into the ratings. I didn't do holler minutes because guys, self care. Takes many definitions. Um, this is just how self-care looked for me. I was not watching this movie again. Listening to this so, podcast instead of watching the movie might be a form of self-care. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did have that as of 2023, Dragon Ball Evolution is the lowest rated feature film on Letterboxd, which is a film tracking site that people kind of keep track of and make recommendation lists on. It has a 0.9 out of 5. Um, on IMDb, it is the 14th worst rated movie with a 2.5 out of 10. Um, Rotten Tomatoes has a ton of movies that are sitting at like zeros for different reasons. So it doesn't rank even in the top 100 on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's a 14% critic rating and a 20% uh, audience rating, I think is what they call it, which is like one in five people be like, hell yeah, Dragon Ball Evolution is the shit. Um, <laughs> those people are wrong too. <laughs> I don't think anybody, um, and there's then, no way anybody is actually like that. Yeah, who proudly owns this movie? Um, not I, at least. If if you do proudly own this movie, please tweet at me, and I will apologize to you very specifically. But, give us but some I'm reasons. painting with a very broad brush. Give yeah. us some reasons <laughs> yeah. first. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, I had mentioned earlier that this movie was made for thirty million um, worldwide during its theatrical run. It brought in fifty five, so it wasn't like. Uh, I mean, it had a profit, but. Um, as you mentioned, Kira Toriyama uh, tried to speak some creative differences into the movie, felt like he wasn't being heard, saw what it was, and was like, nah, dog, Dragon Ball ain't going out like that. So that's how we ended up with uh, Battle of the Gods. Battle of the Gods was made for 515000 and made $50 million. That's a huge um, turnaround. Yeah. And and then, that, then we got Super and now Daimya and all that other stuff out of it, too, so... Um, yeah, it, it's it's a movie, guys, and uh, and I've now watched it twice, and that, to the best of my ability, for the rest of my life, that number will remain at two. <laughs> Have, had you seen this movie before? No. Because okay. um, I've watched it twice. Like, the more, but it, there's been like, the more I watched it, the more I was sure I'd never seen it. Okay, yeah. Like, I, re I didn't remember a lot of it. I remembered not liking it, and I remembered one or two sequences from it, but then when I rewatched it, I was just like, oh, wow, this is... Ooh, something like I, I was shocked at how much I had forgotten or just willfully forgotten, I suppose. All right, let's get to the ratings. Can you go first? I'm curious. I, th <laughs> you're not going to influence my rating at all. No, no, I understand that. I went back and forth. I am going with a fractional number. Okay. Um, that is less than one. I was kind of gonna, the reason I asked <laughs> to see if I was allowed to do that, cause I don't think we've gotten yeah. that low yet. I was thinking, here's the thing. 0. 0.75. That's what I was going to give it. 
Oh, well, I was lower than that. I was considering going 0.25. Oh, wow. Um, okay. But I th- I think I'm going to stick with just 0.5. Um, it, it's, um, I don't remember. I think I used this when I was talking, this, this analogy or this line when I was talking with Mark about something, that there's a scene in Arrested Development where a woman who doesn't know how to cook decides that she's going to make dinner for everybody, and she's making hot ham water. And the way that she explains it is it's it's water with just a smack of ham in it. Just this, like, hint of ham. Uh, and this is a movie with just this tiniest little bit of Dragon Ball in it. Um, it is not worth watching, full stop. Would not recommend. Um, I would recommend... I think the thing that we rated lower... The, 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 um, the lowest thing that we had rated prior to this was episode of Bardock, where Bardock goes Super Saiyan. That feels like gold compared to watching this. It at least feels like fanfic of Dragon Ball. This feels like someone who never has even seen Dragon Ball anything wrote a Dragon Ball movie. Yeah. Yeah, So uh, again, somebody's like, man, this franchise is really hot, and I need to eat tomorrow. Um, so let's throw this damn thing together. Uh, yeah, it, it's not good. Um, it, I'm glad that they're not making a second one. Um, I would still be very interested in a live action Dragon Ball slash Dragon Ball Z treatment that was licensed um, and appropriately funded. I think it could do really well. Have you seen some of the clips floating around on Twitter of this like massive Dragon Ball Z play that happened recently. No. Dude, I need, I'm going to find them and link them in the, sh- or I'll send them to you so you can li- uh, put them in the show notes since you're editing. Thank you. Um, this week, uh, they're uh, like what they managed to pull off on a stage beats the ever loving hell out of what they did in this movie. Really? No, um, I'm surprised. I haven't I mean, seen any of this. Yeah, it's amazing. Somebody uh, shared it early this year and was like, it's January 3rd and the best Dragon Ball Z content for 2024 has already dropped. Like, it's amazing. So we need uh, to and it goes to all the way through Boo. We can figure it out. Like, if yeah. we can find some kind of recording of it or something, it'd be really cool to add that to our list. It would be cool. Um, so I don't know what the name is. don't know what the story is. I do know that at the very end, they bring the guy that sings uh, Chala Head Chala Dude, out heck yeah. to sing. Like with everybody on the stage, That's I was like, dope. this is freaking amazing. <laughs> cool. I would have paid so much money to be there for yeah, that. Yeah, no joke. Um, even though it was, a, I'm sure it was in Japanese, I wouldn't understand a damn thing. I'd have been, I still, my eyeballs would have been just over the, over the Yeah, room. yeah, for sure. Well, man. But this ain't it, fellas. This is not the best a, content. Uh, 0.75. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, there is, I'm gonna, this is definitive. There is no Dragon Ball content that I'm aware of. That is this bad. This is it. This we have we have found the floor of Dragon Ball content. Yeah, potentially. Um, I mean, I, we've watched. We've even watched a lot of like fan made Dragon Ball content that was actually pretty cool. And yeah, I, uh, again, those movies. Even though when we were rating them, we said, "Listen, when you sit down to these, know what you're getting into. This is unlicensed." You know, no Hollywood budget movies, but freaking A, they were fun. And Dragon Ball Evolution is not. It's 
It is a freaking it's a train bore. wreck. Yeah, it's <laughs> it is boring. Um, and it's very loosely strung together with like just random stuff. Um you know, I think for me, Yamcha and Roshi were probably and Bulma to some extent were the saving grace. I I've I told Adkins, I don't know if we got this recorded or not, but like I liked what they tried to do with Bulma. I just felt like the actress didn't deliver super well. Um, and uh, gosh, I saw one of the funniest trivias because we always try to look up trivias for these movies. And uh, there was a trivia that I ran across that was just like to prepare for her role as Bulma in Dragon Ball Evolution. Yeah. Emmy Rossum <laughs> read the too. manga. I was like, really? Wow. <laughs> so impressive. They said the same thing about, uh, Justin Chatwin. Yeah, yeah. They sat Just, down and read Dragon Ball. Geez. I'm like, that's the freaking yeah, yeah, yeah. That like at minimum. So why didn't they? If back that's all out, you did. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we've reviewed it. We've done it. I feel like we've gotten past the most painful part of our Kyo Cinema journey uh, because we will never have to revisit this. Yes, I. Although this episode was fun to talk about to do, yeah. so I pr- I will listen to this episode way more readily than i would ever watch the movie that we talked about (laughs) (laughs) oh man well i'm glad we i'm glad we reviewed it uh but i'm definitely looking forward to the next movie that we're going to be covering in kyo cinema which i believe is going to be if we can find it that um dream nine toriko and one piece and dragon ball z super collaboration special um yeah so i think if we can find that that'd be really cool i don't know if we're gonna be able to if we can't then we're going into resurrection f which is dope uh so i'm looking forward to that yeah and oh no if battle we of the do gods get to battle do... of the gods is next what am i talking about yeah, yeah battle, battle of the gods, gods is, is march 30th Never mind, i'll cut all yeah. that <laughs> but i was gonna say when we do get to dream nine Tariko and one piece and dragon ball z super collaboration special i'm gonna make you say it every time so um, oh, wow. But yeah, Dragon Ball Z <laughs> Battle of Gods is next, March 30th, 2013 release date. Oh, interesting. Oh, oh, I see. The Dragon Ball Evolution came out March 10th and also April 10th. I think the March 10th might have been the Japanese release, probably, maybe? That seems weird. Yeah, that does seem weird. That was the US release. Either way. Anyway. Battle of the Gods it is doesn't next. Matter. And I'm looking forward to yeah. that because <laughs> I've not seen it in several years now, actually. So definitely looking forward to it. Here's... Here's my thing with Battle of Gods. I am very excited to watch it again for for one reason, and it's because um, in my experience and memory, I did not like it as much as I liked Resurrection F. I know, Resurrection F is way better. Well, I, I, I still believe that right this second, but I've listened to other Dragon Ball uh, podcasters cover these movies, and they feel the exact opposite of how I think I felt about those movies. And so knowing a little bit more about their perceptions of it, um, their approaches, their understandings, their interpretations, um, I'm looking forward to revisiting it um, just to see. I love Resurrection F. I don't think that they're going to make me hate that movie. Oh, how um, could they? Because I, mean, I can so good. very clearly articulate why I think that movie is really good to watch. It's yeah. fun. Um, Actually, like but, looking at the movie lineup outside of that crossover that I know nothing about, I'm stoked for the rest of these movies. They're all really good. Yeah. Like, oh, all yeah, of man. them will easily be five plus stars, I would assume. Um, like, I'm, I'm stoked. We have a really good loadout for the rest of the Kyo Cinema movie marathon, uh, which is crazy to think that we're almost near the end of. So, uh, but we're here, man. We're doing it. Yep. We're back on the podcasting wagon. 
who knows if we'll have something to talk about in two weeks. Maybe we'll cover the um, the OVA for AMP sometime in the future. Yeah, because there was an OVA um, that, came that we out. haven't seen. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the card battling OVA. I think I can get us access to that. Um, barring that, uh, we've we've made it clear. Like, there's not much else that we can or. Sp- really want to do with uh my hero until the anime starts back up and that's just in like a few months anyway now three months something like that so um we'll get around to more of that uh beloved a and p content soon but until then we definitely have kaio cinema to keep us busy definitely all right well we'll see everybody here in a couple weeks see you guys